your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. Welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, January 13th. I'm Terry Aranga with my guest, Kartapurk Singh Khalsa. KP Khalsa is one of the foremost herbal experts in the field today. He has more than three decades of experience with natural healing. His interest in natural healing techniques develops because as a child growing up in Oregon, he had a serious disorder and several serious illnesses. As a young adult, he studied a wide spectrum of physical and mental health care therapies from all over the world and was successfully healed. He focused on Ayurvedic medicine and on the therapeutic value of yoga, meditation, and other studies of consciousness. K.P. Khalsa is the author of several books on natural healing topics. He recently co-authored Herbal Defense about the use of herbs for staying healthy in modern times. K.P., thank you for joining us. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me. But you've had 33 years of experience with natural healing, and you've helped your daughter on the spectrum as well. Um, I'd like to ask you, if I may, a little later on about how you helped your daughter. But sure. first, could you please tell us some background about Ayurvedic medicine? Ayurveda is the ancient holistic healing system of India. It's the health sister science of yoga. Yoga and Ayurveda are really two sides of the same coin, and they're essentially inseparable. They're all part of a larger science of a healthy living. Yoga is considered to be the uh, mental and spiritual development side, and Ayurveda is the medical system. So it's a, a very old, uh, it's the oldest continuously practiced natural healing system in the world. It has written records going back about 5,000 years, and it focuses on uh, things like um, diet, herbal medicine, and lifestyle. All right. Well, um, speaking as someone who doesn't know if I can can get my um, ankles behind my neck, um, and I know this is probably going to sound like a really Western thinking kind of question, but if I wanted to use the herbal portion of Ayurvedic medicine, would would that be okay without using the yoga part? Or well, of course, it's all mix and match, and anything that helps to enhance your life is all uh, part of the game. All right, and, and another kind of Western thinking question. I'm curious, um, are, what are considered many mainstream allopathic pharmaceuticals made from, actually made from herbs or plants for those listeners who may think that herbs sound like kind of a new thing to them? Well, certainly if we go back 100 years, all uh, medicine was uh, natural and most of it was uh, herbal. The first drug was only developed a little over 100 years ago. So almost all medicine was from plants uh, for most of the hundred years. Um, these days, new herbs—sorry, uh, new drugs—being made are more um, designer molecules, but still a good chunk of the ones we take today originate from plants. Okay, so this is nothing that anybody needs to to feel nervous about because a, a lot of us aren't used to. Um, when I was a little girl, I thought a loaf of bread grew in the grocery store, you know. Sure. A lot of us aren't used to the raw herbs uh, handling that. 
Well, so this- generally speaking, herbal medicine is incredibly safe. I, for you know, in terms of just doing my due diligence, I should say that anything can cause anything, and we need to be appropriately careful. But uh, there's no need to be concerned about herbal medicine. Herbs and food are uh, essentially the same thing. Um, medicinal plants are plants, just like the plants we eat for food, but they've been chosen to have a little bit greater concentration of active ingredient. In fact, the definition of what constitutes a food versus an herb is pretty blurry. Uh, you use a parsley in a salad, uh, it's clearly a food. You use parsley juice to treat edema, clearly a, a medicine. So there, there's a broad spectrum of plants that we can um, take into our body, and on the whole, the kinds of things that people would find in a health food store uh, have a great record of safety. Okay, great. All right, when we'll come back to some questions about preparation and um, where to find um, reliable, uh, trustworthy in- ingredients towards the end of this program. So let's look at some things that herbs can help with. I know that you've said that they can be used for helping the neurological system, cognition, detoxification, brain circulation, sleep, sensory regulation, and allergies. So let's start, if we may, with the nervous system. I'm going to ask a long sort of catch-all question. Um, please tell us in general how herbs can help support brain circulation and neuronal health, and particularly how they can help with seizure disorder. I know a lot of people are bringing up that topic lately. And are the herbs that you use for their neuroprotective qualities also the same herbs you use to enhance cognition? Well, you're right. That was a long catch-all question. Uh, the nervous system is incredibly complex and uh, the probably the largest user of nutrients uh, in the body, so its requirements are vast. The, uh, the herbal kingdom has a, a plethora of uh, herbs that are beneficial, and they do everything from enhancing blood to the brain to enhancing the, the uh, absorption of nutrients into the blood that get to the brain, uh, specific substances that uh, are the uh, building blocks for neurotransmitters, things that are um, stimulating, that enhance awareness and consciousness, things that are sedating, uh, it's a broad variety of, uh, of possibilities. The herbs, herbal medicine have, has been used for seizure disorders certainly for um, centuries and uh, millennia. Uh, we go all the way back to Hippocrates and even older Chinese sources that talked about using it. In my experience, herbal medicine is uh, spectacularly successful for seizure disorder, and um, I know a number of people who uh, no longer take their anticonvulsant medication because they're using uh, herbal medicine. And I'll give a little disclaimer there. Of course, we never want anyone to stop taking their medication unless they're working with their physician and they have permission to do so or they're working in uh, cooperation. As to how these things work, uh, we're just in the bare beginning of beginning to figure that out, and some of them probably have action on uh, neurotransmitters, and again, most of them we just don't know. We have uh, thousands of years' experience with them, and uh, we know they work. All right. Thank you so much for that, and I, I appreciate your, your giving that disclaimer. The, the disclaimer flag went up in my head, and um, yeah, just to remind our listeners, if you're going to start or uh, change any significant uh, protocol, please check with your uh, treating physician, your child's treating physician, who has uh, regular medical oversight and monitoring of your child's condition. So, uh, KP, thank you for that information, and. You know, I've got to wonder about something else, though. Centuries ago in India, 
I don't think a bunch of neurotoxins were injected in babies, nor was there as much pollution. The children who are part of the autism epidemic have really been deluged with substances harmful to their brain. Are herbs still able to be as helpful under these circumstances in restoring neurological health and function? I would say that herbal medicine certainly plays a part in uh, the uh, recovery of these uh, children. Um, I've been working extensively in this uh, field. My daughter was diagnosed uh, 13 years ago, which is when I became aware of this epidemic and you know, dived in with both feet. Uh, so I've seen a tremendous amount of benefit from uh, herbal medicine. Yes, we live in very different times, and in fact, I would say that the autism epidemic that we're seeing today uh, is different than anything anyone has ever known in history. So uh, all bets are off about what's going to work um, and how it's going to work, what doses are appropriate to use. But as part of our arsenal, it's one more uh, uh, one more technique in our bag of tricks we have available. I guess this is a good segue to a couple of things. We could talk about how you helped your daughter with her seizures, or you, we could talk about the kind of herbs that are useful for that, like I believe it's bacopa and, and um, golocota. Oh, uh, did I get that right? Go, go to cola? Yeah, go to cola is uh, probably the most widely used and effective herbal medicine for brain uh, and nerve conditions uh, in the world. Um, it's extensively researched. Go to cola is a, an herb that grows in uh, swampy kinds of areas, a, a kind of a jungle vine. Uh, it's the food of elephants in Sri Lanka, and we know about their brains. So it's widely used all the way from South Asia clear over to Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Thailand, and that area. So extensively researched, profound applications for the brain. It's a mild remedy. This herb, by the way, is spelled G-O-T-U-K-O-L-A, and we want to distinguish that from another herb, cola nut, which is completely different. So go to cola, kind of a mild salad vegetable, used as food, consumed as juice, and we usually use it as tea because it's mild and we need to get in high doses. So it's a very good general herb to start with in terms of enhancing cognition, dozens of studies showing that, um, preventing brain injury, including uh, or increasing um, circulation uh, to the nervous system, a very broad spectrum uh, nerve remedy. However, it's a relatively mild herb, so the application in serious cases uh, is less, and we have kind of the difficulty of getting it down children because the, they're not used to drinking uh, herbal tea. All right, and what about bacopa, is it? Bacopa, right. Uh, bacopa is a kind of a sister herb to go to cola. Um, they're used essentially interchangeably in Asia. Um, another uh, very mild kind of food-like plant that probably has an equal amount of um, uh, scientific research, both uh, shown to be profoundly beneficial. And really we could say that Bacopa and Gotacola were, um, for all intents and purposes, essentially interchangeable as very general brain function and tissue enhancers. Uh, Bacopa is a little bit more, that's B-A-C-O-P-A, -A, Bacopa, uh, a little bit more um, potent. So uh, we can use lower doses and uh, consume that in capsules, which might be a benefit. I guess this would be a good time to ask questions about uh, how dosages are determined, preparation. Um, I, I mean, do you need to, would someone need to go to an herbalist, an expert, an experienced expert? 
like yourself or um, would they be able to go to, say, a health food store and how would they know what dosages to use or what products were reliable of the best uh, repute and potency? Boy, well, you said a mouthful. Well, the challenge in our culture is that um, every single person listening to this uh, show has come from a culture where herbal medicine was the backbone of their healthcare system. Whether they're immigrants or uh, natives, they came from somewhere where people took herbs every single day. But over the last two or three generations of use of um, conventional medicine, we've forgotten how to use these things. So they're, uh, you know, sort of scary and foreign, and people don't have this folkloric knowledge. If you go to anywhere else in the world, China, India, Europe, Africa, people have grown up seeing their parents, their aunts and uncles, everyone else in their town taking herbs every day, and they uh, they just absorb the basics from, you know, from a young age. Like we would talk about uh, baseball scores over the dinner table. They would talk about what herbs are you taking today. So people uh, need somewhere to get started, and the health food store uh, would be a good place. Uh, we we don't have a very formal, organized system of how herbalists are trained in our uh, in our culture. That's improving now, but um, at the health food store, it's a little bit iffy what kind of advice you're going to get, and uh, maybe what kind of products are going to be available. So for very basic things, vitamin C. You know, you could go to the health food store and uh, do your best. Uh, let's continue with this when we come back okay. on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com Inside all of us lives a warrior. We win battles with our careers, our finances, our children, our pets. It's time that the warrior within wins the battles with our own being. Modern-day Renaissance man Ori Hoffmeckler dispels eating urban legends and fitness myths in Voice America Network's The Warrior Within, your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. Ori sets the record straight and will help you become leaner and healthier for a lifetime. The Warrior Within broadcasts live every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in for your guide to nutrition, energy, sex, and survival. 
If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back. KP Kaufman. I understand we have a caller, Kathy Seward from Pennsylvania. Hello. Hi, Kathy. You're on with KP Casa. Uh, okay. I have um, two comments. One, we have a five-year-old grandson who has gone through the gamut of um, healing research, and we had fantastic results. Now, this grandma has a problem now. He's reading 20 books. He's five years old. Um, he um, is reading. He's writing. The only problem, Grandma doesn't know how to change him from, he's fantastic at subtraction, and she's trying to figure out how to introduce addition. Does anybody know how the mind works to do this? <laughs> well, honestly, I have to say that's way out of my area of uh, expertise, and I guess I would uh, leave that question to an educator. Okay. Well, Kathy, um, do you know how to contact me and I can get back to you with some resources for education? Uh, could I do you use your website? or? Let, let me give you my email address, and this is for all listeners if you have any questions whatsoever. Um, okay. It's taranga, T-A-R-R-A-N-G-A, okay. at autism1, all letters, no numerals, no spaces, A-U-T-I-S-M-O-N-E, autism1.org. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Thanks for calling in. All righty. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, KP, um, before the break, we were talking about um, the con- – you were sharing with listeners uh, the kind of advice one might find in in a health food store and, you know, explaining that uh, – I'll very, very loosely paraphrase – the use of herbs in daily life in this country, at least, has been socialized and economied right out of us. Um, so when we go to the health food store, how do we know that we're getting trustworthy uh, sources of, of herbs that are safe and effective? Right. I, we basically have three tiers of um, product types in the United States. Uh, health food store type herbs, which are just the kind of bottom 80%. And a health food store, you can get excellent quality uh, herbal material, but you can also get not so good material, and the chances are... Uh, you know, about equal of that. So you, you really have to go into a health food store as an educated consumer. The next tier, which is about maybe 10% of the supply, um, is an herb pharmacy or an herb apothecary. And those are run by um, well-educated, well-credentialed herbalists, and they're a remedy store, basically, uh, stocked with high-quality herbal medicine. Um, most large metropolitan areas now would have at least uh, one. Um, so you want to not necessarily listen to the uh, the health advice of the person behind the counter because they're just counter people, but it would be a great resource for getting good quality. 
And the top 10% or so of quality um, is reserved for practitioners, and uh, you would then seek out your uh, uh, your therapist, your practitioner, and uh, they would use things that are the tip-top quality. All right. Well, we were talking a little bit earlier about seizures and detoxification, so um, I'm going to let you choose, KP. Would you like to talk now about herbs that you use for detoxification or follow up a little bit more on um, what you use to help your daughter with her seizures? I understand that was very successful. Sure. My daughter had uh, petit mal seizures, and when she was, um, this goes back probably, she's 16 now, uh, when she was about, um, let's say, 12, and within two weeks, she went from not having noticeable seizures to having 50 a day, which became quite noticeable. Um, Petimol seizures or absence seizures are um, events where the child just sort of goes away for about 30 seconds, and nothing else is obvious. And, and even they don't necessarily notice a, a whole lot of um, a change in their environment, maybe a little stutter in their awareness. They kind of come back, and they're... You know, it can happen in the middle of a sentence. So we um, sought out a, a neurologist who was sympathetic to these kinds of ideas, used an anti-seizure medication uh, that worked uh, very, very well initially, and then with the, in cooperation with the neurologist began a cross-taper where the medication was reduced and natural remedies were um, increased and uh, the seizures um, remained uh, not a problem and after about a year, we gradually reduced the uh, the dose of the uh, herbal medicine and the other natural remedies that we were using, and the seizures uh, were gone. And this was all in consultation with the neurologist and, you know, using um, EEG and the appropriate medical uh, evaluations. So let's see. Some of the things that can be used for, for uh, seizure disorder, um, there's a Chinese herb, a peony root, um, that's very, very well known in Chinese herbalism, but peony grows all the way across Europe and Asia. Hippocrates recommended peony for um, seizures. Um, that's easily available in the herb marketplace and um, often works uh, very well. One could take that in, uh, uh, in capsules. Um, the herb that we mentioned uh, earlier, gotocola, is a, um, uh, an herb that's likely to work very well for uh, seizures. We start to get into the seizure arena, and there are so many types of brain functions that can result in uh, convulsive episodes uh, that really you need to see a specialist to, um, you know, to get serious about this. But those are a couple that are uh, likely to work well. So in that kind of a situation, we talked about the ergotocola. That would be used as tea, and um, a typical dose uh, for a, um, a child, a middle schooler, would be about an ounce. That's one ounce by dry weight of the herb. Then that amount would be brewed into tea. So not one ounce of liquid brewed tea, but an ounce of herb by weight that's then brewed and consumed. All right. Um, I actually looked on the Internet, uh, and I, I had some trouble finding peony root. What do you do when you're having trouble finding things? Hmm. Uh, it, this... Peony root is one of the most common um, Chinese herbs. Uh, I would um, pursue, if you use the search term Chinese along with peony, you might get to some sources. And uh, otherwise, you're going to want to use very broad spectrum uh, or, uh, vendors that have a broad selection of, um, 
of herbal medicine. Uh, should I recommend a couple sources from the Internet? Um, do you have a website? I think that would be the, the better way to go if people would contact you directly off air. Uh, that would be fine. Yeah, my website at the moment is down for repair, but we'll be back up um, uh, soon. Um, and uh, you can just use uh, kpkhalsa.com, kpkhalsa.com. Okay, kpkhalsa.com. Right. And, again, if any listeners would like to get in touch with KP Kalsa and miss that, you're welcome to email me at tiaranga at autism one dot. Sure, I'd, I'd uh, welcome. Okay. Yeah. And uh, just to let listeners know, KP Kalsa will also be speaking on Friday, May 22nd, uh, at the Autism One Conference in Chicago, sharing fascinating information such as what we're listening to right now. So let's talk about detoxification. What herbs do you use for that? Well, um, detoxification is uh, an essential part of this whole scenario for the reasons that you just mentioned. These children uh, typically have uh, difficulty in detoxifying uh, these uh, kinds of substances, whether they're naturally produced in their body or they're introduced to them, as you suggested. So that uh, largely seems to be the reason why some children develop neurological disorders and others don't. They're unable to detoxify the effects of these various uh, minerals and, and um, dangerous substances that they're exposed to. Uh, one um, herbal medicine that's commonly used is dandelion root, something we all have growing in our lawns. That's a potent uh, and very well to tolerated detoxifier that can be used as tea or in uh, capsules. Uh, let me think of another one um, here. Uh, dandelion root works primarily through the liver and the uh, kidney. And I'm going to come up with another one here um, in a second that I can uh, that I can recommend. Um, here's another herb that we could mention that has profound benefits um, in autism in general, and that's reishi mushroom, R-E-I-S-H-I, -E reishi mushroom, and that's easily available in powdered form in uh, capsules. This is a mushroom that um, you wouldn't eat as food. It's used as a, uh, as a medicine, but a typical dose for a, let's say, a 100-pound child would be about uh, three capsules a day, and that has some very broad-spectrum benefits in detoxification, um, immune enhancement, and uh, neurological uh, function. They, the Chinese uh, name for that is the uh, herb uh, of uh, spiritual potency. So it's used by Chinese monks to enhance awareness and cognition. KP, do you actually um, have a like a far an herbal pharmacy um, as part of what you do? I have a few things that are available, and I have access to the marketplace for these things, so uh, I could assist people in connecting with sources of these. If it was not something that I didn't have, I could I could uh, figure it out. So peony is a good example of something that I don't have a bottle of it here, but I, I uh, know four or five places that we could go to uh, to find it. Do, do you mind if I mention a, a mutual uh, uh, acquaintance of ours? Oh, of course. Who, feel free. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when we lived in Delaware, we lived right near Dr. Alan Tillotson. I believe his uh, practice is called Chrysalis, mm -hmm, right. and it's accessible on the web, and, and he's uh, also written on this topic. So, um, uh, And I, you, you reminded me of that when you were talking about reishi mushroom, and I know that he has 
um, some preparations in powder and that uh, they, they do mail order as well. Yes, Dr. Tillotson um, is exclusively a clinician, basically. Uh, he does some writing, and uh, I uh, spend my time more uh, writing and teaching, so I don't maintain the kind of herb dispensary that he does, but he has a very fully stocked herb dispensary and would be a great uh, source. Uh, whether or not he's willing to dispense you know, without seeing the uh, the client, I'm not sure, but he's right. a great uh, resource. Right, yeah. clinic in uh, Delaware. Right, just as, uh, yeah, I mentioned that as a, a reputable, um, responsible resource. So, okay, and more on this when we come back to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you to our sponsor, Enzymedica. We'll be right back with Casey Costa. Opinions, more options, and, more parents and answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Tune in on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart, the program that takes you on a journey through grief after the death of a child. Join Dr. Gloria Horsley, marriage and family therapist and bereaved parent, while she interviews and discusses with other bereaved parents and siblings how they have coped with the death of a child and gone on to create and realize new dreams. So tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart with Dr. Gloria Horsley, right here on Voice America Health and Wellness. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with KP Casa in a fascinating discussion about the use of herbs um, used in uh, used for symptoms of autism and and general uh, enhancement of cognition, etc. And before the break, uh, 
uh, KP, you were making a point that I'd like to follow up on just to let listeners know. We actually, um, my son and I actually went to Dr. Tillotson's office in Delaware. And, um, yeah, KP, did you have any thoughts that you wanted to follow up with insofar as uh, whoever you see making sure that you're on the right track and seeing the patient in person, et cetera? You know, we have sort of a a funny um, double-sided perception of uh, herbal medicine in our country. Uh, we're trying to simultaneously hold the idea that it's a dangerous, um, uncertain, alien form of medicine that's going to hurt us, and at the same time that uh, anything that's natural and you get in the health food store is safe. And obviously both can't be true at the same time, and neither uh, is true. So like with any other substance, um, generally speaking, herbal medicine tends to be very safe and uh, effective, but you know you need to know what you're doing to a certain extent. Well, the things that we're talking about here, uh, working on enhancing uh, brain and nerve function and the digestion and all these other issues with autism, uh, is pretty specialized material. And I, I really want to encourage people to find specialists that um, that they can see. People like Dr. Tillotson, who has equal um, experience uh, that I have in in terms of having done this. Uh, for a long period of time. So something like um, peppermint for a tummy ache, every grandma knows that. Something like um, an herb to treat your uh, cold or sore throat, kind of the next level up. Um, your clan neighborhood herbalist could handle that. But when we start getting into these serious um, neurological disorders, you want to see somebody, which, you know, as we all know, is going to be very challenging. There are some uh, holistic uh, medical doctors who are expert in these kinds of things some neurologists, and, you know, that's why Autism One exists, so we can find these resources. Right. Yeah, we're happy to share all this information so uh, parents can, can learn about all options and make an educated choice for their child. Um, with detoxification, is it that the, the herb is doing something directly to the toxin, like binding to it and then um, accompanying it out of the body, or is it indirect, such as it is, helping metabolic pathways? That's a very sophisticated question, and those are the two basic possibilities. Uh, and the truth is that for almost every herb, we honestly don't know. Detoxification is really more of a concept than a process, and there's a lot of controversy about it now because it's back in the, in the news and it's become popular in the, in the capture of the public imagination. Uh, what we do know is the signs of the need for detoxification. We do know how to accomplish the detoxification, and we know that people are better afterward, and they're better subjectively, symptomatically, and all of their medical uh, tests and uh, results you know, are better. What we don't know is what happened inside the body. So uh, with limited exceptions, we think that probably some of these things do bind uh, to the toxin and inactivate it and allow it to be removed, and then others, probably the majority, just enhance circulation, kidney function, liver function. Um, probably the, um, the idea that we're full of pools of toxins that are kind of stuck in different places like uh, water, foul water behind a dam or something, that's, that's a, um, a charming metaphor, but probably not literally true. Well, I think in the West, people are so socialized into thinking about a paradigm where you take a pill and it zaps something, right. that it's not a holistic 
body approach where you are repairing systems to to assist the body in naturally remedying um, uh, dysfunction. Well, very true. And in fact, that's a good point to make about autism in general is that people with autism aren't a nervous system that happens to be walking around. They're a whole person. Uh, that, and this is one small manifestation of their whole being. Um, it may be uh, getting a lot of attention uh, in their life, but um, they're a complete functional person with homeostasis and all of their body, mind, and spirit. And really the way ultimately for people to become healthy is to get healthy in every one of those ways. So we have to look at all the things that you know all the presenters will be talking about at Autism One, diet, lifestyle, exercise, relaxation practices, uh, conventional medicine, natural medicine, all of those things together is what really works. There is no magic bullet, and herbal medicine is one slice of that of that pie. I mentioned my daughter earlier when she had uh, seizure disorder. Uh, we gave her a drug, and then we looked for other uh, options to um, you know to to uh, pull out of that and substitute for that. So whole body health is really what we're looking at here, and. You know, herbal medicine and conventional medicine haven't really bumped up against each other for the last um, 75 years until the last couple of years. And now we're confronted with these tough questions about we know these things work, we know how to use them, uh, but we don't always know actually what they're doing molecule by molecule in the tissues. Let's go ahead and look at the gastrointestinal system. Some people say that herbs are hard on the stomach. So... How do we use herbs to aid digestion and soothe and heal the gastrointestinal tract when people say that herbs are hard on the stomach? And what kinds of herbs can help autistic enterocolitis, reflux, and a child's inflammation throughout the gastrointestinal tract? The idea that um, herbs would be hard on the stomach is sort of like saying food is hard on the stomach. Yes, there are certain things that might in any given person's um, experience, but usually the person is taking the wrong thing in the wrong preparation. We expect people to have no side effects from herbal medicine. They should be able to consume the herb in whatever appropriate form, uh, have the results they want, have not have discomfort, and be able to proceed through their program uh, without issues. Uh, one of the, the herbs that's outstanding for all of the things that you mentioned is the herb turmeric. Um, turmeric is the herb that uh, creates the yellow color in uh, curry powder. Turmeric is getting a tremendous amount of attention. It's the star for um, neurological function in the scientific world of these days. And it seems like a simple food that we've all eaten in mustard and curry powder, but it's profoundly anti-inflammatory. So it treats all of those um, itis conditions of the digestive tract, gastritis, colitis, all of that inflammation. It's profoundly anti-inflammatory throughout the body, um, and it's non-steroidal. Uh, you can consume relatively reasonable amounts of it. Again, probably in capsules, doesn't it taste very good, and uh, get great uh, results. Another herb that um, enhances digestive function is ginger. Again, a relatively um, benign food-like herb that people have, everybody has eaten ginger one way or another. And uh, ginger works by warming the digestive tract and enhancing the secretion of digestive juices so that food digests more completely uh, you don't get um, undesirable molecules uh, crossing the barrier from the gut going into the blood, and um, digestion proceeds much more uh, smoothly and rapidly. So those are just two examples. Uh, we tried. My son had a um, didn't react 
well to something called uh, sulfasalazine. And so we tried Boswellia plus curcumin. Uh, did I get that right? Boswellia plus what? Uh, curcumin? Yeah, yeah. Curcumin is the active ingredient in turmeric. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why I was wondering if I had uh, said that right, because you had just said turmeric. Can you tell us about Boswellia serrata? Of course. Uh, Boswellia is a gum um, that exudes out of little trees in arid regions of um, South Asia from India, and it's like the pitch from a pine tree that we've all seen. So that lump of hardened sap is snapped off, and that's the material. Um Profoundly anti-inflammatory, uh, has a very inf- anti-inflammatory effect throughout the body. One of the most well-studied natural inflammatories, anti-inflammatories out there. So the reason those two were combined as an anti-inflammatory is just because they have different active ingredients that work a little differently in different organs, but they give a very whole-body anti-inflammatory uh, kind of effect, not just in the gut, but uh, throughout the entire body. Um, Ayurveda. Uh, says that Boswellia, uh, the, the metaphor they use is that it scrapes the channels. In other words, it goes into the smallest passages of the circulatory system and the, the cells and assists in removing waste material at the molecular level. Profound detoxifier as well as being anti-inflammatory. Is there anything that you can't take any of this around? So um, say a child is taking digestive enzymes, um, would they be able to take Boswellia and turmeric or uh, peony root or is there any, if an adult is taking herbal preparations, is there anything they shouldn't mix? Is there anything you can't take anything with contraindications? Generally speaking, there all, there's almost no contraindication. Uh, when we learn these things in school, we learn those you know, bad combinations, and um, I'd be hard-pressed to come up with a handful of them, honestly, after 35 years. There are some very sort of uh, common-sense kinds of things. If you have two things that both have the side effect of mildly loosening your bowels and you take both together, you're going to have double mildly loosening your bowels. There are things that are a little energizing or a little sedating and you take them together. The effect is going to be enhanced. But there's virtually nothing that's like we think of in terms of... um, alcohol and barbiturates or uh, something like that. Uh, that said, some things work a little better when taken on an empty stomach, but my general rule is divided doses with food, take it right with a regular meal and divide between at least a couple of meals a day. So all the ones we've been talking about, uh, Boswellia and turmeric, for example, might be good to take every meal because they um, reduce the inflammation of the gut. That's uh, so much of a problem with many of these uh, folks. Oh, good point. Okay. I think we may end up going to break while you're answering this, but a lot of the children's problems have to do with interactions between the gut and the brain, autoimmunity, and neuroimmune reactions. And a lot of the kids harbor viruses, bacteria, and parasites. How do you address immunological issues? Again, this is one of those issues where uh, the paradigm of herbal medicine in the past wasn't focused on uh, which critter you had and how to get the individual critters out. So the, the focus was on enhancing immune function uh, generally, and then those things gradually go away. Ah, I, it's... Good, good point. Okay, um, we're going to talk more about critters when we come back to the Voice America Health and Mama's Channel with KP Costa. Be right back.
Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com Jack Jacklelane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lelane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lelane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lelane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We're back with Casey Houston in a fascinating discussion about herbs and um, Katie, you were making a point about how from an herbalist's viewpoint or from a non-Western medicine viewpoint, you just, if you help the whole body, everything falls into place. And that just, that's not like the Western allopathic pharmaceutical viewpoint where you give a pill to zap a system and um, you're not addressing the whole body you're not addressing the whole body being in harmony with itself. You're not addressing the whole body um, functioning as a unit. Do you want to follow up on that? Well, that's exactly right, and that's the uh, the, the giant chasm between these two uh, paradigms. Uh, they both have their place. Uh, conventional medicine is uh, very valuable. If I have a car accident, I want to go right to the uh, emergency room, and in fact, uh, uh, psychoactive drugs and neuroactive drugs are um, you know, quite valuable uh, often in these kinds of cases, but they don't get through the root of the problem. The root of the problem is often so complex that even in natural medicine, we can't find some specific link of the chain that's a problem. So we do the best we can to help people become healthy in every way. So one of the uh, systems that we want to have functioning as well as possible is the body's immune system, which is stunningly complex. And we we barely begun to understand all the the layers as we peel back layer after layer. So um, conventional medicine or uh, natural medicine has come up with immune enhancing remedies that over the centuries they've discovered that when people take them consistently over time, they have less and less infectious 
uh, disease, and then we don't have to be so focused on which particular bug or parasite is infecting people. A great example of that is the herb astragalus, the Chinese herb many people have probably heard of, um, widely used in Asian medicine for children, very, very safe, quite effective, pretty mild, uh, works long-term, and it's very common in Asia that people would take uh, two or three grams of astragalus, um, tastes good as tea, it's one of the few herbs that that tastes good as tea, children will drink it. Take it every single day for, let's say, the six months of the winter uh, flu season. And over time, we see fewer and fewer infections, and we see just a gradual uh, improvement in their overall condition. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about preparation right now. You're, you're talking about uh, preparing various of these herbs as tea. How does one do that? A tea is for herbs, uh, mild herbs, in which you have to consume uh, large quantities where it wouldn't be practical to swallow the whole herb in, in some way. So you, there are two ways to make tea depending on the herb. Um, large, uh, dense, chunky type of uh, materials like uh, roots and barks, we generally simmer uh, for about half an hour and then squeeze out um, to be able and then consume the tea made from that. More delicate parts of the plant like leaf and flower, we usually steep in water that has just been boiled, but we're not going to boil the plant material. It's going to steep in a pot with a lid on for uh, at least an hour, uh, one to 24 hours, and then squeeze out all of the liquid and, and consume that liquid. What other ways do herbs come? Hello? Yeah. Uh, powders, capsules? Uh, right. Uh, powders are, are not really very practical for most uh, folks. For most Americans, we're used to medicine sort of being cleaner and more convenient. So choking down mouthfuls of yucky-tasting powder is not going to work very well for most people. But the equivalent of that for us would be capsules, where the raw powder is encapsulated. That's an expensive way to consume herbs, but very clean and very convenient. And that's good for herbs that are more potent and the, the total volume that we have to swallow is uh, less. The other main form uh, in which herbs come in the United States is tincture, uh, which is where herbs have been soaked in a mixture of alcohol and water that extracts the active constituents, and then that liquid is squeezed out, and that alcohol-water mixture uh, is uh, what's consumed. Um, the, the disadvantage there is the, uh, that you have to um, swallow that liquid, and uh, there's that kind of yucky, strong alcohol taste. Uh, no preparation is any better than any other. Uh, every herb has works better in one preparation than another, and it's important to consider that. So we talked about Gota-Cola earlier. A uh, typical dose of Gota-Cola I mentioned was an ounce. Um, that would be 50 capsules. If we took it in capsules, it would be pretty overwhelming for people. But an ounce of Gota-Cola brewed into tea and then consuming the liquid is very doable. As compared to, let's say, peony we talked about, or dandelion, a da dose of dandelion is maybe 2 or 3 grams, which is easy to take in capsule form. Some supplements containing herbs at the store say not to take them, for example, for more than two weeks. Is there any sort of general guideline for this? The, that, that, the answer to that starts to get pretty complicated. Um, two weeks is probably a sort of a random period of time, and any given supplement, uh, the manufacturer may have put that on there for you know, all kinds of reasons. Um, herbs that treat constipation, for example, are typically not recommended to be taken for a long period of time because the body gets used to that having that stimulus and its own 
squeezing mechanism in the bowels uh, is reduced and people become dependent on that. So there's nothing magical about two weeks, but some reasonable period of time. It's for emergency use as opposed to herbs like turmeric and go to cola, which are very food-like and can be taken every day forever. Okay, yeah. Um, I was wondering if it was sort of a, a direct or indirect kind of thing. Um, you know, people, listeners may go into the store and pick up a tea that has uva ursi in it, and it'll say, you know, don't take this for more than seven days or two weeks, whatever it says, and wonder, well, why does it say that? Is, is it Am I, you know, going to explode after two weeks if I take this for more than two weeks? Or is it because um, the manufacturer is trying to protect themselves from some sort of liability? Or is it because you need to have your own body working uh, optimally in two weeks? And Isn't that frustrating? I, um, it's uh, probably a combination of all of those things. And, and for any given herb, it's hard to know. This is why when we get beyond basic folklore use of things where people master 10, 12 herbs like peppermint for the tummy, they need to consult with someone that doesn't have to be a full-fledged expert, but just some, someone who has enough knowledge to answer questions like that. Uva ursi is a diuretic. It's an herb that enhances kidney function and causes the body to expel more urine. So it's used for water retention. And the reason that it would be suggested to not take uva ursi longer than, let's say, two weeks is because if your body is still retaining water uh, after two weeks, you have a serious disorder of some sort that needs to be investigated uh, medically. It's not just two or three days during uh, premenstrual time. Okay. And again, if you think that, if our listeners think that something serious is going on, um, we're not telling you to uh, skip your neighborhood general practitioner or specialist, but we're just, uh, we're giving you this information so that you know the uh, additional options that are out there available to you and your family. Um, well, KP, are there any closing comments that you'd like to make about anything that we haven't covered? Let me mention that uh, we, we were discussing Dr. Tillotson's work earlier, a close colleague of, of mine. Uh, he and I are both um, very active members of the professional organization for herbalists, the American Herbalist Guild, that has an excellent website, and that would be a source of a lot of material for people, not about autism, but about herbs in general. And uh, they have a, um, a service there to help you find an herbalist near you. Again, those people listed there would be very competent herbalists. They might not be autism um, experts. Okay, what's that website? Uh, the, it's the American Herbalist Guild is the organization, G-U-I-L-D, Herbalist Plural Guild, and um, just searching would get you right to that website. Okay, American Herbalist Guild. Wow, thank you for telling us about that. And I'll look it up after the show, too. And so if any listeners want to email me, again, for that direct web link, my sure. email address is tiaranga at autism1.org. Well, KP, I want to thank you for sharing this fascinating information with our listeners today and making them aware of these options. It's been my pleasure, Terry. Thanks for having me. Again, Casey Costa will be speaking at the Autism One 2009 conference on Friday, May 22nd in Chicago, Illinois. Please visit the website at www.autismone.org. A thank you to this program's sponsor, Enzymedica. My guests next week, Tuesday, January 20th, will be Cheryl Kilmer and Christy Zonia from Terry Incorporated, the Training, Education, and Research Institute of San Diego on the topic of residential options. uh, To our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
Medica would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.